0: You sick of us yet? You sick of the Suns Jam Session podcast? Third consecutive day of a Suns Jam Session podcast. But you know what? This one was actually scheduled. There's no emergency here. We're not, boo, bitty, 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 fake news, real news, all news. We're not doing any of that. This was a pre-scheduled podcast to talk about all of the free agent small forwards that exist in free agency. It's that time of year. We have about, what, 10 days until free agency begins and, and the whole world starts burning down. But as a Suns fan, we got a preview of that this past weekend. Bradley Beal is now a member of the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul is not. So we did our emergency podcast to talk about that. So if you get a chance, please check those out. But we're here today to talk about the small Fords that the Phoenix Suns can explore. And what does that mean to this team? How much money is currently allocated to the small Ford position? How how do you define this team moving forward? How are the Suns going to define themselves? So many questions, so little time. And I'll tell you this. Matthew's off in California gallivanting around the OC. He's walking on the beach, lady's hand in his hand. And that's okay because I'm joined by some familiar favorites from
1: the He's on Fire podcast. Give it up for Coach Evan B., what's going on john thanks for having me dude
0: but of course and i it wouldn't be right unless i had your podcasting partner jay joyce is joining us jay how we doing
2: i'm doing all right man uh thank you for having me on uh uh, this is huge Uh, i'm really happy to be here
0: plenty yeah you got the small forwards. so i hope you're not you know i hope you're happy with exploring small forwards and such out there but i mean plenty to talk about on this podcast guys you know, I am I'll set I'll give you all the setup questions that I have here in a moment, but I do want to remind everyone and before we all get started that if you're a Suns fan and if you live in Arizona, have you signed up for DraftKings yet? Because if you're a new user, you can receive a hundred and fifty dollar bonus and bonus bets instantly after following just these three steps. Create an account, deposit, and then wager five or more dollars on any sport. Whether you're first wager wins or loses you'll still receive the 150 in bonus bets all you have to do is use the code sunsjam when you sign up the best part about using the code sunsjam is not only it gets you the bonus but it also supports the podcast if you're considering signing up for DraftKings, definitely use our code sunsjam to maximize your first bets this offer is only available to new customers are 21 and over and physically present in arizona please gamble responsibly if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-NEXT-STEP you might have to call one eight hundred next step for them because they might not know that they have a problem. Because the first step of understand that you have a problem is admitting you have a problem. Check out the episode description for full terms of the offer. Got that out of the way, real quick before we get into everything. Can we tell? Can you tell everybody out there, all, all the Jamsters and Jamster Nation, where they can follow you guys, Evan?
1: At He's On Fire Pod and at Coach Evan B on Twitter. Check us out on YouTube. He's On Fire Podcast. That was very well done.
0: And Jay, what about you? <laughs>
1: Uh, you can find me, at this his name here on Twitter. I'm pretty
2: active, and I say a lot of hot and cold takes. So if you like seeing that, go ahead and follow <laughs> me. <so. laughs>
0: hot and cold. And for those of you who are listening, that's Jay Joyce with three Ys. J-A-Y-Y-Y, Joyce. So give, it a, give, it, give, it a, give them a follow. Give us a listen. Are you guys drinking with me tonight? Please, dear God, I'm always drinking solo. Okay, water, so, maybe. So Evan has water like Matthew. In tribute to Matthew, you have water, Jay.
2: Um, I have a water, but if you want me to run to go grab a blue it's okay. from my fridge, I'll do so.
0: In spirit, you shall. In spirit, you uh, shall. I will continue oh, okay. <laughs> with the fever tree. I'm drinking the Moscow Mules. Let's pop them for some ASMR. Just Nice. Okay. Yes. It's, it's the summer of the Moscow Mule, and I'm living up to that in every way, shape, and form. I'm cool. going right through Costco bottles of vodka. It's really, uh, you know, they, like I said, the first step is when you have a problem.
1: I wish I could buy liquor at Costco up here in Utah. they Utah. don't do things like Utah. the rest of the world does.
0: That's sad, that's sad. You got near beer and no no liquor section at Costco. I'll drink to that.) <laughs> much to talk about so little time we're going to go into the whole uh, small forward conversation but before we get to that obviously bradley beal is now a member of the phoenix suns and you know what you guys are here for the debut of his initial sun's jam session drunk. she
1: said you're not the only one but show the best bradley boom
0: boom Mona, there you go back I like yeah that. I all like right that. so so, Bradley Beal, I'll let you guys kind of stop. You know, obviously, those of you who watch and listen to our channel, you know what my thoughts are. I'm like everybody else. I'm like, oh, this is great, but oh, in the long term, this sucks. But, oh, it's Bradley Beal, and you're not going to stop us offensively, but oh, he is injury prone. But, oh, it's still Bradley Beal. What are your guys' thoughts on the Suns acquiring Bradley Beal this weekend?
1: Jay, this, this is your your virgin uh, debut on Suns Jam. Is that correct? So you, So, you need to take it what? off. Uh,
2: yeah, so according to Bill Simmons, you'd rather have Landry Shammott uh, <laughs> instead of Bradley Bill. So I don't know why we're talking about uh, this trade, uh, but all, all seriousness, um, this is the best possible move you can make at this time, and you you, you just don't get it at a, bit, uh, at a uh, better deal. Landry Shammott, Chris Paul, and you get that point production back, you get the playmaking. Uh, not of course not Chris Paul's uh you know IQ and stuff but Bradley Beal made uh, Russ Westbrook look really good on the court. I think Bradley Beal can uh, hold his own, be just fine. Um we're only uh added uh 5 mil to this, you know, uh current situation. So, uh we're already like dancing on the, you know, uh the border like, you know, being in no man's land when it comes to up paying in the future, but we're going all in, man. We had uh, like a dingus running this franchise for for two decades and now like four months in with Matt like he uh, has changed his franchise completely around chips are all in and I'm I'm with him man and I rather die knowing that we went all in than sitting on our hands for another two decades so
0: amen no I, I agree with that and you talk about Bill Simmons and you know shout out to coach Evan B who tagged me and uh he because he knows i listen to bill simmons religiously i don't miss a pod. i haven't in years and years and years and yeah bill simmons is saying the landry shaman thing and I, I think it's a little out of context i think essentially what he's saying is okay it's a dumb statement but i will say this you know <laughs> him and rusello were, we're hitting the point that these are three high usage guys and they haven't seen it work but it's like just rewind, just you know, a couple of years ago when he had high usage guys around him, in the Russell Westbrook, right, in John Wall, and how Bradley Beal loves to play Robin. And I said on yesterday's podcast, like in this scenario, he's not even Robin. He's like the guy who's he's like Robin's
1: fluffer. You know, he, I said he was Alfred on our podcast. He's Alfred. Well, yes, yeah. he's I, I like
0: Alfred the fl- I, I like the fluffer, but I'll, I'll go with Alfred. That's probably fluffer. more. Yeah, you know he's getting he's getting Robin's Robin ready, you know, for the next scene. <laughs> you know, he's, just, he's just kind of you ready, you, 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 you ready, Chris O'Donnell? You know, so so Coach Evan B, how are you feeling about this whole this whole Bradley Beal situation? Did you see it coming? What the fuck happened?
1: Uh, no, no, I don't think anybody saw it coming. The second you saw that Bradley Beal was out there for uh, an available, you we knew like, we didn't have a chance, right? We knew that.
0: And then I don't know if we wanted nowhere. to have a
1: chance, right? We, of course. We were, we've were we always been the bridesmaid, never the bride. And for us to go and swoop in last minute, like the Cavaliers did with uh, Donovan Mitchell just recently, um, and, and quite a few other stars that we could probably name, it feels good just from a, a Sun standpoint. And I brought this up last night as well, too. So here, here's here's a great point for you. It's a little poetic, and Jay knows where I'm going with this right away. It's poetic that us, the Phoenix Suns, with the new CBA coming in, we are the last team to be able to form a super team. <laughs> and now moving forward two, three, four years from now, teams are not going to be able to do it financially unless they're willing to eat all that money. And here we are kind of sitting high and pretty as the last ones to do it. So I'm stoked. We get three three level scores. Yes. I understand everybody's you know, frustrated or, or concerned or scared about the future. Um, I'm not scared about the future at all. We can get into that later if we want to. But we got three primary scorers, and our athleticism and our quickness, our shot making and shot taking ability has highly surpassed what I ever thought that a Phoenix Suns team could be. And including with Chris Paul leaving, just looking at what we're gaining with Bradley Beal, another creator, and the quickness. It's it's a win-win situation, especially giving up what we got. And then finding out this morning we got another player involved in it, right? We got we got uh not Isaiah Todd. Is that it?
0: We got Isaiah Todd, Isaiah Todd, Todd, yeah. And and we got Jordan uh that's that yeah, good yeah, Jordan Goodwin. That's actually a really good you know, yeah. based on some, a lot of the videos, and he, and he's a young twenty four year old kid who can play two ways, and and I think that that's almost a steal. Isaiah Todd is, you know, somebody who on every two K trade you try to make, he's the guy that like the opposing team's trying to throw sure. in there, you know. But yeah, I mean, like Blaze Megatron, just send the chat because there needs to be a criminal investigation on the heist of Brad Beal from the Wizards. Straight up, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what we just did, and and I'm I'm with you. In that, I'm not afraid, and a lot of people are saying that, and you know myself included, as this all went down this weekend, the emotions of the moment, the what the fuck's going on? Uh, shout out to the Jamsters who are literally like tagging me in moments like a week ago when they're like training for Bradley Beal stupid, and they're like 2020 during this podcast, John, you said this, I'm like yeah, because I thought it was, and financially it might be, but the other side of it is we don't know what this team is yet. That's why you can't be afraid yet. Now, if if it's opening day and we take a look at the roster and we're like, whoa, man, we have no depth. That's going to be a different conversation. And that's what's ultimately going to be a Denver type team, because it's not the top three that you need to worry about. It's the four through eight on Denver that made them champions. It's going to be the four through eight on this team that are going to make this team potentially champions. And that's where, you know, you start to talk about some of the things that, Uh, are available in free agency because that's how this team's probably going to have to build out their their roster this season it's the sheer fact that venom and minimums are probably going to be at the premium that's how we're going to have to build out this roster uh deandre ayton that's a whole nother kerfuffle and, and thought process do we trade him do we not trade him uh does do do we wait and let frankie vogel try to take a shot at at develop him into the player that he always was meant to be? Or do you just go out right now and you try to get three assets for him? I don't know yet. We don't know yet. We should know in the within the next month exactly what's going
1: on with Phoenix. But and, go ahead. And keep, and keep in mind, we're we're going to go over the threshold here, right? We are not going to be able to sign any veterans in season for a mid-level Correct. exception. I think it's the mid-level exception. It's one of those weird rules. So the, the Blake Griffins of the world and those, we're not going to be able to do it. So it's like now or never.
0: Yeah, it's the mid-level exception, guys, you can't uh, take a shot at, and you can't take a shot at anyone who's available in the buyout market. Once we go over that projected $179 million second tax apron threshold, we still have our trade exception uh, from the Dario Sarge trade last season, which is good, I think, five to six mil, which which we can throw at somebody. So that's going to be something that's going to be a valuable tool in building this roster. But the small forward position is going to be something that we don't even know how the Suns are defining it right now. So I'll, I'll start by asking you this guys, as we, as we look at the small Ford position, how would you define it? Because if you go to spot track, for example, they have Kevin Durant defined as a small Ford. And if you take him and Ish Wainwright, it's currently the highest uh, position by uh, salary because of the 49 allocated between the two. I haven't even looked at it with Bradley Beal. Maybe that's, uh, that's gotta be different now because Bradley Beal and Devin Booker, uh, it's gotta be, it's over 70 million. But that being said, I'll ask you two questions for both of you. Do you define Kevin Durant as a small forward, uh, you know, and, or will the Suns this, this season? And is there a possibility that rather than seeing point book, we might see some small forward book next year.
1: Jay, you want to take it?
2: Um, this is an interesting question. Um, man, I was distracted by your Game of Thrones mug there. Um, so, <laughs> I
0: drink and I don't know things. <laughs>
2: right. uh, so that, that is a very interesting question. Um, I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer. Uh, uh, putting Book at uh, the 3-4 is an interesting thought, uh, but I've seen Beal play that position a lot more, and Kevin Durant, we, he thrives in that. So, uh, like, wh- what I'm really interested in is, uh, like, bringing up the ball and, like, we can have so many offenses ran through these three guys and they can all have, like, their own sets and stuff. And I think it all depends who is in that small forward position and that's going to be either the uh, – like, it's, it's either going to be, like, a bait and switch or they're just going to be a decoy uh, they're going to be cutting and, and and stuff like these three guys are pretty uh, interchangeable, and that's what I'm really looking forward to. But I think it's mostly going to be Beal and KD in that three position.
0: So you think Bill at the three instead of
1: playing point or the two?
2: Yeah, I can see it working that way.
1: What do you What do you think, Coach? I'm. Um, it's very tough. I I am looking at it. I want to challenge you guys to not think of like the two spot, the three or the four. And I, I want to challenge you to start thinking about positionless basketball and free-flowing offenses, right? So, so yeah, go to, go to your zen, okay, find your nice center. I'm that positionless face. basketball. Look at what the, the Clippers did, right? You got Russell Westbrook. You'll have Paul George. You'll have Marcus Morris. when there was a thing that came out on him. Then you got Nick Batum. And then you got Kawhi, obviously. Um, uh, Norman Powell, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of... It didn't matter on the defensive side for sure. And I, I can't wait to see Vogel coach this team defensively, by the way. I, yes, I'm, yes. And I'm enamored by that. Yeah. I can't wait to see what Book and Beal are going to do on the ball if they're going to be going crazy on that. But with that being said, uh, look at the Clippers, look at their players, look at their positions, and there isn't a solid one through five with the exception of the five and then maybe who's bringing up the ball. And sometimes that didn't even matter because you saw Norman Powell. So I'm now thinking of small forwards and maybe a combination of some power forwards, like a Trey Lyles, for example, or a two guard, which he's actually referred to as a small forward, which is Terrence Ross. They mm-hmm. on, on a couple of sites, they look at him. I think of him more of a two guard, right? But positionless basketball, I'm more thinking of the six five on the low side, Or a six foot six to six nine, six ten, and what kind of style they have. So, when I look at small fours, I'm thinking wings three and D, think of Cam Johnson, think of Kuzma, uh, Kyle, uh, Chris Middleton, like those guys. Those are kind of in in the realm of what I'm thinking, but then we can kind of open that up a little bit. Like, you could even talk about we're not going to get him, but Porzingis as another wing type of player, he's just a tall wing. Right. So think of positionless basketball right now. That's where I come from personally. Give me me your thoughts on that, John. Well, so
0: I know that you might think position positionless, but we know uh, James Jones has the three by five kind of way to construct in his roster. And that is three deep at five different positions. And if that's the case, then he defines those five positions. You look at what Devin Booker did last year, right? Booker last season for uh, played 40% of the time at the small forward he played 59% of the shooting guard and only 2% technically was point guard. Now that's per basketball reference, Mm -hmm. you know, but again, that's almost in that positionless basketball mindset that you're saying he might've brought the ball up. It's not necessarily he's, he's designated as the point guard in specific sets. Uh, Kevin Durant, he played the power forward position last season with Phoenix 94% of the time and 2% of the time he was a shooting guard and 4% of the time he was a center. So with that, go ahead. And
1: wasn't Jay Crowder our technically our four man too?
0: He was our four man, 100%. So, so if you're looking at that, you're saying, okay, as we get ready to explore these names, and the reason I ask this question is because we're going to explore these names, and there, there's still too many variables out there. We truly don't know who the Suns are going to be. They don't know who they're going to be. That's what they're talking about behind closed doors down at the footprint center right now is trying to define who and what they are and who and what they want to be and how they want to attack. And if they're sitting there going, you know what? Bradley Beal you can play the 2, Booker plays the 3, Durant plays the 4, and then within the confines of that there's positionless. The way that they space the floor and things of that nature, that's more of the positionless archetype versus, you know, the, the traditional, okay, you're the 4, you're going to play on the left block, you know, like, you know, like old school basketball where it's like you're on the left block, the center's on the right block, and then you got the three guys on the outside and we're running the triangle all over the place. So that being said, I'm going to start to go through a lot of the small forwards and that's the mindset that I'm coming from. I don't know sure. if necessarily we need a... W- when I go through this list, I don't think we're looking for a starting small forward. That's the whole point of this. Because it's yep. either going to be Booker or it's going to be Kevin Durant. I think that when we talk about the power forward position, there's a lot more interesting talk because then you go, okay, if this guy's the is the four, then KD can be the three. And then, you know, Beal and Booker can do the position list. Let's bring the ball up. You know, it's your turn, my turn kind of engage in the offense but i honestly think that it's going to be uh the former rather than the latter where it's where you see a lot more book or beal to your point jay uh playing the, the three versus the two and one i think they're going to be doing the two and the three a lot on, on that, a lot next season because so let's go through some of the names you start essentially there's four different types of players that are going to be on the market in four different tiers you have club option player option restrictive free agent unrestricted free agent and the tiers are All-Star, Starter, Rotation, and Fringe. So I'm going to go through some of these names, and some of them we might want to stop and talk about, and some we might want to go, yeah, next, right? Like the first one, right off the bat, Admiral Schofield is has a club option with the Orlando Magic for $2 million. You guys want Admiral Schofield? I'll
2: I don't even know there was... One.
0: I salute I that man.
2: <laughs> I can't pronounce his name, so... Yeah, thanks,
0: <laughs> Uh, another fringe player on the club option option is uh, Eugene Omoriuri, Detroit Pistons, club option, 1.9. Next, right? Next.
2: <laughs> Next, yeah.
0: All right. Here's here's a fun one. Fringe option from the Portland Trailblazers, club option for $3 million. Kevin Knox. Thoughts on Kevin Knox?
1: You want to go ahead? Uh, just knowing Evan's what just I do. His head. <laughs> just knowing yeah. what I do know about him. Um, you know he he's already. I'm looking at his stuff right now. Five years in the league at 23 years old. I I can't believe it's already been that long. It seemed like Kevin Knox. It was just yesterday with with the was it with the Knicks when they won yeah. the. The summer league and everybody was going crazy about him. Um, just kind of a guy that doesn't seem to stick. Looks a little bit too young for me. I think in this stage of just where the Suns are, I want to get a little more veteran leadership in there. Maybe somebody that has a little more championship experience, preferential at least playoff experience.
0: Yeah, he he definitely has enough foreheads uh, <laughs> to bring to the table, but I I don't know if it's. You know, that poor Kevin, he's one of those guys, high pedigree out of Kentucky hasn't done shit in the league. So uh, I say next to him. And then the last fringe player that we have that has a club option for 1.9 million is Lindy waters. The third from Oklahoma city. Now, I don't know if you remember Lindy waters, but he did have his season high against the Phoenix suns, 23 points. Yep. Uh, so I, 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 I politely refrain from this one because I'm clearly biased. Like, yes, that guy lights it up when he plays in Phoenix against us, get him on the team. But Lindy Waters, as essentially what I would see as either the backup to Devin Booker or the backup to the backup, I don't see it happening. What about you, Jay?
2: Um, He's very Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, um, Like, he'll drive the ball, but he kicks it every time. He never finishes, and he's a little too trigger happy. I don't think that's necessarily what we need on this team. So uh, I like Lindy Waters. Um, I mean, he kills us every time. Uh, that Oklahoma City team just in general. Uh, but uh, I'm a pass on this one. But if we get him, I mean, I'm not going to be him, you know.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll write the piece for Bright Side of the Sun about how great he is uh, once he comes <laughs> over here. And the other side of this, you know, when we talk about the club option, guys. Is when you have these guys, especially like Lindy Waters, like a lot of these guys with these low end contracts, they're going to be picked up for the same reason that the Suns need a couple guys out there, for yep. the for the same reason that when we talk about uh oh the new guy Todd Isaiah Todd Isaiah Isaiah Todd who came over the Bradley Beal pay- trade, you're like yeah okay bring that in he he gives he's the number fifteenth guy on the bench, right? Like who's the fifteenth guy on the bench for the Denver Nuggets? Doesn't matter exactly. Doesn't matter.
1: Okay, so. And, and and the 15th guy on the bench is going to be our pick number 53, 52. 52. That's who's going to be at the end of the bench because he's going to be super cheap. So get used to that idea.
0: Yes, yeah. absolutely. This team, in my opinion, as they construct it, needs to be really about 12 solid deep to get through the regular season. And then you go to about nine slash eight players in the postseason. That's the recipe for success. Even last year, I felt like we were. We were constantly wanting the most that we could get out of our 13th and 14th guys. And that's because of the injuries that occurred to this team. We were decimated by injuries throughout the season last year. As I'm going through and I'm reviewing a lot of things and looking at the the trajectory of different players. It's like, man, we were just so injured that we were sitting there relying on save Lee for 18 straight games. We needed save Lee to be something. And he was so
1: felt like an Arizona Cardinals season, right? 100, oh, hundred percent, man. It's just like
0: injury after injury after injury. All right. Staying with the club option, guys. We have a few guys left, and now we're going to enter the rotation tier, if you will. So we have Lamar Stevens, who is a club option for $1.9 million after million uh, from Cleveland. And what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to just read through these guys. If anybody gets you hot and bothered, just say that. Be like, hot and bothered. And I'll stop and we'll talk about <laughs> it. Uh, let's see. Kessler Edwards, $1.9 million from the Sacramento Kings. Isaiah Livers. Mmm. Ugh. Uh, 1.8 million club option with the Detroit Pistons, Najee Marshall, $1.9
1: million club option. I, I like that.
2: Like Ooh, you got... guys
1: getting hot and bothered over there. Ooh. That Very one's not terrible. If, if we <laughs> ended up with him, that one's not terrible. That, that would be the first fringe one. I'm like, okay, I could see it happen at the end of the bench better than Ish Wainwright, in my opinion.
0: So do you think, and that's the last guy on this list is Ish Wainwright 1.9. So it, Question number one. Do you think that New Orleans will exercise the option on Najee Marshall? I don't see why not.
1: I don't see why not, especially they're going to get rid of Ingram or uh, Zion at this point, like all these rumors are going around. Seems like somebody they would probably have to or want to keep around. I don't know, though. What do you think, Jay?
2: Um, yeah, Sam. I like. I don't see why not. I mean, it, it, it's crazy the downfall of the Pelicans. I've gone through the last uh, season, season and a half, and after Zion dunked on the, uh, you know, dunked on us, it was all like, man, I can't wait for a playoff series of this. And then, you know, they they've been non-existent. So, uh, yeah, might as well keep that continuity going. Uh, at least you know, they keep the locker room together.
0: So, what do you think about is Wainwright potentially coming back?
2: Same thing. I don't see why not. Ever? Yeah,
1: yeah, I feel the same way. If there if there's nothing else better out there or you know, I I continuity, if nothing else, go with it.
0: And that's I, I absolutely believe that the Suns will exercise that option on him. There's no reason not to, especially in the Suns state. There's no reason not to exercise a club option for 1.9 million for Ishmael win rate. Straight up. You know, can can he give us some minutes here and there? Yeah. Will he hit a three in the corner and everyone will want him all the time? Yeah. Man. I Dude, don't know if he you know is...
1: though, but he played a tight end at Baylor. Go on. Oh, and he's got broad shoulders, right? That's, that's correct. Yeah, that's. I thought I heard that one time before. Yes, that, man. This is. I. I can't. Has it been confirmed when or if we are actually getting a G League team? This is why we need one because then you can send Goodwin down there. You can do two-way contracts, all that stuff. Like that part's frustrating. Jay, you got something? You know?
2: Uh, yeah, I heard by 2026, uh, just about every team is going to have a G League team.
0: Well, we're the only one that doesn't because Portland just announced that they're going to have theirs. And I know that it's something Matt has said that he wanted to do was bring a G League back, but there's been no formal announcement to it. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, that's, I, I know people can get frustrated at times. Like, who cares about the G League? I just like the developmental side of basketball. You take, just look at the Miami Heat. That's all I got to say. Like, boom, they all their yeah. guys went through the G League and developed, garnered confidence, and then they they were in the NBA Finals. So... If you tell me that a G-League team doesn't matter, just them's the facts. Good, bad, or indifferent, all right? Uh, Nathaniel in the chat is like, put it in Tucson, please. Yeah, it was in Prescott before, which is really interesting. Totally made sense. Totally made sense, you know. But Tucson, I could see that. a little better, yeah. All right, last one that I have is of the starter tier for the club option, and you know that the Pelicans are going to exercise this option. If not, extend him as rookie deal. And that's Herb Jones from the Pelicans. (laughs) 1.8 club option. It's going to be interesting. That, that, that's what's got to be a, a big topic of conversation with the Pelicans right now is the same conversation we were having when it came to Cameron Johnson last year. Okay, yeah. are we going to sign him to his rookie extension? Are we going to sign him to his rookie extension? Well, I mean, that that's the option before them. Either you go to the rookie extension or they just option him for a year. But regardless, like Herb Jones is staying on the Pelicans. There's no way that they're like, nope. Scotty no. Yep. Scotty don't. Scotty <laughs> hey. don't.
2: It, it's, it sucks when you draft well and when it comes time to paying people, it, you have conversations like this. You know, like when we got Mikkel, when we got Cam, when we had DA, and all these guys were ending around like the same time, it's like, what do you do at that point? But yep. I, they should absolutely keep Herb Jones. If not, I want to bounce on uh, Herb Jones' pause, but still, you know.
0: Yeah, that's one of those guys, like if they, if they let him go, you're like, damn it. Oh, that's a guy we need on this team and you just know he's going to end up like, spur or something because they've Detroit Detroit over there playing for Monty. That's it for the club option guys. We only have two guys in the player option tier. And these are guys who obviously can opt into their contracts or decide to put themselves on the free agent market. And they're both big names that will garner definite conversation with all of us here. I will start off by saying, I don't think we have a shot at either two of these because of the fact that either a they'll sign with their team in one case, or B the others already said, he's not going to opt back in. He's putting himself on the market. And obviously Playing the free agent market isn't what the Phoenix Suns are going to do relative to spending a bunch of money. We're going to play the free agent market, but we're looking for those veteran minimums. Guy number one, the starter tier player option for $13 million with the Washington Wizards, Kyle Kuzma.
1: Oh, I want to be on the I, trade. I, yeah. I I would have been all it. over that.
2: I want it. But I don't think we can do it anymore, but I want it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do too.
0: I think I think all Suns fans do. We've been fixated yeah. on Kuzma for the better part of about eight months now, going back to like November, December. We were thinking about having him on this team, what what it would take, putting together Shamit deals that no one, everyone, no, you could never trade Landry Shamit for anything. We traded him for Bradley Beal. But you look at Kyle Kuzma kind of uh, overall as a player, and he has a career earnings – Career earnings of thirty four point five million. He's taking a bag. He's taking a bag this offseason. That's exactly right. He's not going to sit around and go. You know what? I want to go to Phoenix to win. The guys won a championship with Frank Vogel, mind you, but he's won a championship. Yep. He's going to go out there. He's going to get probably four years, one twenty somewhere, you know, one ten somewhere in that range. And uh, a team's gonna pay him, and he's gonna go, and he's gonna enjoy making all that money, so he can buy as many goofy fucking outfits as he wants. <laughs> any Boom. chance? Any chance you think? No, well, no, the he's getting. We had was with the Bradley Beal deal, and that's correct. No longer,
1: correct.
2: After the criticism that uh, the DC front office got about this Beal deal, there's no way that they're gonna <laughs> deal with us for another like half decade. So
0: no, hell no. And on, and you know what? Saltiest Gaming in the chat. Thanks for hanging out. He says, I don't like Coos. So because Salty doesn't like Coos, I don't think we should go get him. There you go. The other Perfect. player player option has a player option for $40 million. 40.4, mind you. All-star tier. Chris Middleton of the Milwaukee
1: Bucks. He opts back into that, right? He has to. Come on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would think so. He, he's not getting that in another contract, man.
0: Injury prone, 31.8 years old, 11 years in the league, NBA champion. Yeah, you opt into that one. That's going to be the conversation we have in like four years when Bradley Beal's opting into like his $60 million contract. We're like, is there any chance that he just opts out of that when he's 35? Nope. Scotty, don't. Not a chance. All right. Now looking at some of the restricted free agents. When you explore the restricted free agents – the majority of them, especially on the fringe side of things, are two-way guys, right? They're like Saban Lee leave for us. He was a two-way contract guy, so we have him under restrictive free agent rights. We have the opportunity to, if he does get an offer sheet from an opposing team, we can match that offer and bring him back. Uh, so I'm going to go through some of these guys. Uh, again, same thing. If they make you hot and bothered, tell me that you're hot and bothered. Uh, the first guy, I will say, is not a two-way guy but he is a restricted free agent for the cleveland cavaliers uh dylan windler dylan windler yep. next up from the denver nuggets jack white nope.
1: dun, 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 I, dun, I can dun, honestly dun, dun, say dun, I, I literally dun, dun, never heard of him before until just now
0: yeah i thought he was the lead singer of uh
1: tenacious the, d no not tenacious no that's jack black
2: d. yeah
0: jack black this is his, <laughs> jack white what's the guy's counterpart uh, what, what what's the what's the what's the famous guitar singer last name White was had, ah, or, oh my god, dude, this is gonna kill me. I'm not even describing it right. The wh- white stripes. There you go. Oh, okay. White stripes. Remember? Yeah, oh, isn't that Jack White?
1: I think you might be right.
0: Yeah, everyone in the chat's like the white stripes, you dummy. Yeah, it's the oh, white damn. stripes. Anyways, uh, that's what yeah, he's doing. Okay. He's winning championships out there in Denver. Yeah. Terry t- Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor from the Chicago Bulls anybody? How about how about former uh uh MVP of the National Football League and lost in a Super Bowl in epic fashion for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan everybody.
1: It, you go you go for that one for uh, for name only, I think.
0: Yeah, you'll you sell some tickets to uh, a couple of like his third cousins who are just idiots. Uh <laughs> let's see. Justin Lewis from the Chicago Bulls, Justin Lewis. No. What about Keon Ellis from the Sacramento Kings? Darius days, not nights. Darius days from the from the uh, Houston Rockets. This guy, I think we know Julian Champagne from the San Antonio Mm -hmm. Spurs. I like Julian Champagne. Mm -mm. Um, Jamal, Jamal Kane, Miami Heat. Kendall Brown, Indiana Pacers. That's it for your fringe guys. Restricted free agents. Again, I highly doubt that anybody's going to go ahead and take a a flyer on those outside of the organizations that already had them. Now we have two rotation tier guys. Anthony lamb from nope, the no. golden state warriors. No interest no. whatsoever. Nope, what what about cam
1: reddish from the Portland trailblazers? He has a qualifying offer of $7.7 million. I do like Cam Reddish. That's that's a guy that does have high potential. I would definitely go after Cam Reddish. The problem is, I don't think, because of where we're at, going the uh, restricted free agent route and tying up money for three days for the Suns is going to be a smart move for them. So I, I just don't think we're going to be able to go after any restricted free agent. But I do like Cam Reddish. I really do. Uh,
2: Reddish doesn't really excel in anything, but for this particular team, just plugging him into the small four position i think he can actually thrive a bit i just i I don't want to bet on it i don't want to trash him like we did with landry shaman and stuff i don't (laughs) want to put him in that pickle again so um uh, i like cam reddish i I really like him as a player but i i'm a pass on this one but i understand what Evan is saying i think he's cool
0: yeah like i i am a uh cam reddish fan i think that again given the Given what his contract is, it just doesn't make sense for this team. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the 20 games that he played in Portland last year. He averaged what 11 points per game. Uh, you know, he he has some upside to him if given the right situation. It'll be interesting to see if Portland holds on to him for that 7.7. I feel like they could, uh, but I don't see in any way, shape, or form the Phoenix Suns taking a shot at him. No. The last member of the uh, restricted free agents is of the starter tier. It's a guy we know well, lights. Cameron action.
1: Cameron
0: Johnson. Oh,
1: Restri- him as you possibly can. Absolutely tie <laughs> it all up. Everything I said doesn't matter. Go after him. No <laughs>
0: qualifying offer of eight point four million dollars. I do think that Brooklyn will pursue him, but I do think that they're going to do what every other team does. They're going to see whatever what offer sheets are going to be. I mean, with restricted free agents, you let them go out in the market because the market's going to dictate their value. And I think Cameron Johnson has value.
1: Oh, absolutely. He's going to get it back, too. He's going to get a Mikhail Bridges one, right? He should. Yeah, like a
2: three-year 90 million. Yeah, I can see
1: it. But the only thing that I've heard reported about Cam Johnson so far is Detroit, actually, which makes sense. They have hmm. a crap load of money and money. Detroit makes complete sense for them to throw a bunch of money at cam Johnson that does make sense over there you pair him with uh Cade Cunningham in a starting lineup too Jaden, Ivy kind of Jade and Ivy you're, kinda, Ivy, you're, you're cooking a little bit and uh uh the other center uh Stewart Isaiah yep. Stewart as well I,
0: I, yeah Isaiah Stewart James Wiseman yeah I could see that I I could fall in love with you Detroit. Just saying. Now, I don't know how much I'll fall in love with you because I have some things to talk about, Monty Williams, at the back end of the podcast that Gambadoro talked about on Hoopsite. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely wish that we had the money to go after Cam Johnson. But, you know, we got Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, and, you know, Devin Booker. So I.
1: It is what it is. He we will you, be. Cam. He
0: he will be one of the interesting people that obviously we're all going to
1: keep our eyes on this offseason. So, hey, you it. get you area. get to watch him and McHale with the USA team this summer, by the way. This
0: is true. This is true. When does yeah. that start? When is uh, usually August? World? I think you're right. August. I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to annotate that because I will cover the shit out of that if I have to. Uh, let's see. So now we're going into the UFAs. OK, the unrestricted free agents. There's some really interesting and good names in here. And this, again, is where we're going to find ourselves trying to fill out the roster with guys who I think are familiar names. And, and this is the most likely p- source of incoming players for the Phoenix Suns. So I'll go over the two guys who are on the fringe tier of the unrestricted free agents. You have Louis King from the Philadelphia 76ers. Any interest? No. Danny Green from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Four years ago. Yeah, old man yeah. Danny Green, he's, he's about to be 36 years old, 14 years in the league. Averaged, what, like a point last year with Cleveland. He just still looks like he's 22. He does, he does. He has
2: not aged yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, but his, his body's a little beaten down. Then you look at some of the rotation players. So you have Juan Toscana Anderson from the Utah Jazz. Thoughts?
1: No. I like him. I I do. I like him better more than I thought I would. Uh, sneaky athletic dude, but there's, there's some better options ahead of him. So pass.
0: All right. What about Joe Ingalls, Milwaukee bucks? Three pass. years ago. Yes. Yeah. Three years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Kevin Durant's not calling him up and be like, Hey, former Brooklyn teammate, come on over. He doesn't care. Uh, a, a lot of uh, somebody from Brooklyn though, that everybody's kind of interested in. I'm really interested to get your guys' thoughts. Utah Watanabe Binamidi.
1: <laughs> I already can't <laughs> wait for your drop for this one.
0: <laughs> How do you say his last name? Wantanabe? Uh, yeah, there you go. Utah Wantanabe. Okay, this is somebody that a lot of people really like. I see it in sun circles. What do you what do you guys think? I mean, he made a veteran minimum last year, it looks like, with the Brooklyn Nets. He's 28.7 years old. Is there is there smoke and fire? I mean, tell me what you guys think of this
2: uh he's six nine uh from the corner he shoots about 51 percent uh everywhere else about 43 percent oh that's not Um, bad yeah wide open jumpers it's about 46 47 percent uh yeah he's really fucking good so okay (laughs) okay uh and uh he's a guy that's been linked with kd and most of his uh highlights is with kd dishing to him in the corner and uh, I, he's a Cam Johnson like. He uh, spaces the floor really well. He can play pretty good defense. Um, he has good lateral movement. I mean, he's kind of everything that you want. And I would definitely throw a little extra to him. So uh, if we can possibly secure him, uh, KD's recruiting will come in handy with this. And in Ari uh, added a Ban- uh, Bansky, uh from uh, from the uh, podcast that they do, and he tagged him like. Come to Phoenix. So (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm trying to. Okay. I appreciate that.
0: I'm kind of sold on him, Evan. You know you're a basketball head. What are your thoughts on? Oh, on t-
1: before we even get there, um, when you when you take a, a a player from an Asian country, Japan, China, wherever it is, automatically you just merchandise just starts flying too, right? So you're talking about a lot of more eyes on you, more media on you. I think that's a, that's nothing but a positive thing. And side note, I really hope there's a camera crew ready to like film this entire season and we get like an HBO hard knocks thing coming up. Yes. Like, um, I, I like what he does. I like his shot. I like, I like every, do you know what his, do you know what his Instagram is? What? The chosen one okay let's go <laughs> uh, he shoot he shot 44 percent from three last year uh 50 oh I just lost it 50 fifty five point seven from two percent last year only played 16 minutes per game this is a guy I can easily see going 16 to 24 upping it to double figures he, he's a he's a big dude at six foot nine you know all the troubles that we had with shorter players it seemed last year like here's just a little bit more length as well too the I love this one. This one, I would have him as, you know, my first bench, three, four big, you know, whoever it is, I would have him coming off the bench almost right away. I love this pickup.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, you've, well, you've sold me. And again, you know, he's somebody who's a little bit more mature and he is linked to Kevin Durant. So maybe we can get him on some kind of a discount. And Kevin Durant's like, listen, if you come for 1.9 million, I'll give you 1.9 million out of my own pocket. Like, I wonder why players don't do that. Maybe they do. And they just don't advertise it. But like, If you're Kevin Durant, I feel like Steve Nash did. Seems like he's something he would have done. You know, he's like, he's like, listen, I'll give you some money, Jason Richardson. You give me your wife. (laughs) Or you can you can have my wife. (laughs) My bad. It was a totally different 2010s, man. It was totally different back then, back in the day. So okay, Utah. I like Utah. Not Utah. Not Utah. Utah. Easy there. Yeah, I know, Utah boy. (laughs) (laughs) A couple other names in the rotation list are three names that we know well you have tory craig tj warren and terrence ross now it was reported today that phoenix hopes to resign tory craig josh akogi uh bismack jock and potentially terrence ross as well it looks like their strategy is to try to bring some of these guys back my question to you guys do you want any of these guys back yes i want all three of them yeah
1: Tory Craig becomes such an integral part of of this team. You know, when we were talking about are we going to keep him or do we let him go and try to get somebody else before Bradley Beal, we might have had a little bit of a different conversation. But now, just what he does, and and Amit on our show brought it up last night, what he does when guys are out and stepping in and filling in when guys are (sighs) – Load managing it was irreplaceable. Tory Craig has to be a shoe in and I really hope so. Uh, you said Tory Craig, Terrence Ross, and who? I'm sorry, TJ War-, War Machine, T- and TJ War Machine. I'm down for T- for uh, uh, Terrence Ross. I said TJ Ross again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for Terrence Ross. Uh, TJ Warren. I I, I still kind of question a little bit, but I could be talked into it. What do you think, Jay?
2: Yeah. Uh, all four of these guys, hundred percent. Uh we're gonna get into the Monty stuff later, but I was super critical about how he was not utilizing Ross yeah. and Warren in positions. Uh he just didn't give a fuck about the bench unit, and that's just what it came down to. And mm-hmm. Ross can drop twenty any given night. Like Beal's gonna be running with the bench unit quite a lot. So if you surround him with shooters and a little bit yeah, of defense, like yeah. yeah, that- he can do he can do a lot. So if we get Utah, we have Craig. And you have Ross, and then uh, you know, plug and play with the power forward, and either a Jack or Busy uh, as like the backup. I mean, we might be cooking with grease here. So,
0: yeah, I know I like it. I really do, and I think that if you can get these guys on a hometown discount, they've been around. I they've been around Kevin Durant. They've been around Devin Booker, and they have to ask themselves what's more important to them right now. Can they put themselves on the market? and go get a bag or do they put themselves on the market for like a week or two, let their agent kind of do the thing. And if this, there's nothing really out there, if it is Detroit that wants to take a shot at them, or if it is, you know, some, some, you know, the, the Knicks or somebody out there and they go, you know what? I think I'll just take the money and I'm going to hang around with these guys. Cause it's fun to be around these kind of players and be in this situation. Yeah. So I, I'm with you guys completely. I don't care if Terrence Ross doesn't play defense. I don't care if TJ Warren's a little bit older I think that if we can bring these guys back, and Tory Craig, you're right. He he's irreplaceable. What he did last year is unquantifiable. It's just what he had to step up with all of the injuries. It was Tory fucking Craig who was Steady Eddie the entire time. Now mentioning a little bit of what uh, Monty Williams, you know, at least what uh, John Gambadoro said on the Hoops Hypes podcast today. He said the problem Monty Williams had in the playoffs was he had guys like Ross and Warren who were offensive minded but weren't good defensively. He had other guys like a Kogi that weren't defensive minded, but not offensive minded. Monty really couldn't figure out who to play. He started a Kogi with Durant in all eight games they played in the regular season. He gets to the playoffs and he benches a Kogi and plays Craig. Monty didn't want to play Warren because he wanted to roll with his guys. I had a player on the team. Tell me that Monty told TJ he was going to roll with his guys in the playoffs. That's why Ross and Warren weren't playing a lot the guys that Monty knew were playing. That's the issue that we had last season. We all saw it. We all saw it. We all called it out too. We're like, come on, Monty, stop being so into your guys, right? Stop being so into your guys. And I hear that kind of information. I go, you know what? I'm glad Monty Williams is gone because that's, you know what that is? That's the lack of the willingness to make an adjustment right fucking there. When you had these offensive guys and you were struggling offensively with your second team unit, you're like, yeah, but, you know, I got to play my guys. Fuck you. They're all your guys.
1: Amen, John.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Shit. Amen. John, John, at game six, like when we met up, uh, we were were looking at Monty while we were talking, and the Nuggets won a 28 to 10 run and not a single timeout. Did not give a fuck. Uh, He was just sitting there. He was just sitting there and like I like I don't care like what happened afterwards if we kept him fine, if we fired him fine, I was cool with that. But with the reports today, and I always had like a gut feeling with the DeAndre Aiden thing and then uh how he utilizes the bench and plays favorites. I I've I've always had that feeling. I'm glad it's kind of coming into a flourishing, you know, a little bit. And mm-hmm. it shows that, you know, we're right and we're not crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we saw it going all the way back to the Kobo days. You're like, why are you giving this guy such a long leash? You had other guys. You're not giving any leash. You're not giving Terrence Ross, who, who was cooking. And when he came in, boom, boom, boom. You're like, oh, shit, offense. Wow, what a concept. And he's like, no, I'm putting Landry Shamit back out there. I'll show you guys. And Landry, everyone's like, Landry went crazy. Landry had like a 15-point game. It was like, oh, my God, that's the Landry Shama game. Like, yeah, 15 points, you know, so, you know, good, goodbye and good riddance. But that being said, I want those guys to come back. I want them to be coached under Frank Vogel. I want them to be a part of this because I know those guys. I like those guys. And again, if you can get them on that veteran discount, it's going to fill out the roster with quality positionless playing basketball players because that's what a lot of them are. They're a bunch of wing guys.
1: And here's something that you guys probably haven't thought of. Is that why Aaron Baines and Kelly Oubre didn't play in the bubble? Probably because Monty was like, "I'm going with my guys. Screw you! I'm going with my guys. You're not it's playing, pro- no matter pro- what." It's probably I'm playing true. Egyptian
2: poppy, dude. Like, it's like <laughs> yeah, playing yeah. Yeah. pyramid poppy, poppy like,
1: came in.
0: Poppy. NBA finals of pyramid poppy. He's like, I haven't played in five months. Monty's like, get the fuck in there. It's the final. You're my guy. <laughs> You're my guy. It's
1: like Kaminsky's that jawline
0: is so chiseled. <laughs> Got to get him in there. Where is All he right. now? Out of the league. Shit! He's playing in Egypt, probably. All right, we got three more players, all of the starter tier that are unrestricted free agents. Two of them are former sons, and one I'd love to punch in the face. So, the two former sons, I'll start with this one. Speaking of Monty Williams, Jay Crowder is technically, at least per, per spot track, that's where I get all this information spottrack.com. Got to check it out. There's amazing content there. They have Keith Smith who does an amazing job breaking down contracts and making it understand, you know, idiots like me have uh, some understanding. You guys ever seen the big short? Absolutely. Yeah. Love okay. That where, where they break down the 2008 housing crisis. Like mm-hmm. that's what spot track is to me. I don't understand how the housing crisis works. And all of a sudden Margot Robbie's drinking champagne in a, in a hot tub. She's explaining, you know, how the second tax aprons work and her like, accent I mean, and everything. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, just stand up, <laughs> just stand up. And then she does stand up in Wolf of wall treatment. so Jay Crowder is out there, unrestricted free agent. And continuing with the conversation that James Gambadoro had on the Hoopsite podcast, he says the Jay Crowder situation, I I, I should do it in like a a Gambo accent, but it's it's so annoying. I would never do that to you guys. (laughs) Yes. The, The Jay Crowder situation was all on Monty. He told people he was too difficult to handle and coach. Monty didn't want Jay. It wasn't the Suns organization. He didn't want Jay around. As far as DeAndre Ayton, Monty didn't want him either. He wanted them to trade him to Indiana for Miles Turner. He didn't like coaching Ayton. When Ayton signed his, his maximum contract when the, and when the Suns matched his offer sheet, Monty wasn't even there and didn't show up when Ayton signed it at the arena or call him to say congratulations. Monty's a good coach and a player's coach, but he's a player's coach for the players he likes, and that wasn't in. And and, and uh, I'm so close. Players he likes, but he wasn't in on Jay and DeAndre.
1: (sighs) Right? Now, I was under the assumption that Jay Crowder wanted the extension and to be a starter, and -hmm. he didn't get that. You're going to sit. You're going to bench. We're starting Cam Johnson. He didn't accept that, and he held out. That was my understanding. That was all
0: of our perception of it. He's quitting on his team. He doesn't want to play with his team. No, his coach quit on him. His coach quit on
1: him. I apologize, boss man, for everything that I may or may not have uh, said on Twitter, which is not real life. So ultimately, does not matter. <laughs> this is correct. You're and learning. But. How you I mean, doesn't Jay Crowder give you everything that we need from a uh, from a passing standpoint, Alley- Oop, Right from a defensive standpoint, he actually does get in there. I mean, everybody hates him, but you know what? Screw it. And uh, from a three point standpoint, yes, he can go hot or cold. But you know what? Kevin Durant went hot or cold in the playoffs, also. Correct. So I don't know if we can bring that up anymore. Uh, and he knows he knows Kevin Young's system. Uh, he knows Book and the, some of the some of the fellas. So. If he would be willing to come back, man, I, I'd be all over Jay Crowder.
2: Uh, like the only, prob- yeah. <laughs> the only problem with this is that uh, Milwaukee gave up five second-round picks, so I think he might end up staying. But I, I, I wouldn't blame him if he did stay just because of the reception that he got from the 602. Um, I mean, I like, I, I'll take, you know, the key for it. I, I was definitely critical of him because it came off as, you know, like he was going on the team and shit, and he still never yeah. really said it, which kind of shows professionalism like, a bit. Yeah, so um, uh, I'll eat crow on that, you know, but uh, Jay is absolutely perfect for this. And the reason why we wanted him to come off the bench is because – we weren't getting threes up. We weren't making threes. That's why we wanted Cam Johnson in the starting five. It wasn't a personal attack. Just, Cam Jay Johnson was not than him too, bro. Yeah. He, he just wasn't hitting it consistently enough. And Cam Johnson, he was on the up and up. That, that wasn't a personal, you know, indictment. And, you know, but, Chris was on the down and stuff, you know, like we just had to shake some shit up and – that's just what it came uh, came down to. Is that
1: even is that even true now, though? Or was what was reported back then just a complete farce to save face for everybody? I mean, Bossman is a businessman, too. He has his own brand. He does his own stuff. Maybe everybody just wanted it to be clean and, and 100, right? So was that even true? It's a good question.
0: It's a damn good question. And
1: to Jay's point, the
0: professionalism, if, if, if even what Gambo's saying is true, the professionalism he professionalism he maintained by not just saying like, well, I want because he, he could have said it at any time. he would be like, listen, I want to come back, but coach coach doesn't want to coach me. Like he's he's told me he he doesn't want to say it. So if this guy becomes available, uh, which he is available, it, but if he's interested in coming back to Phoenix, it's Jay Crowder. I would happily, happily welcome Jay Crowder back to for all the points that you gentlemen just stated. He, he meets a lot of our needs. He's somebody who can fill exactly what we need. And most importantly, he's a fuck shit up guy. And yep. currently, we don't have a lot of fuck shit up guys. We don't have a lot of guys, period. Uh, we have three amazing scores. DA, who, again, if these reports are true, I want to see DA under Vogel. I really, really want to see DAO and their Vogel right now. Will I be critical? Of course. I'm a Suns fan and you know, and, uh, you know a non and apologist. but I want to see, if, again, if this is true. The other two guys that are available via free agency that are unrestricted free agents of the starter tier, you have Kelly Oubre Jr. I'm looking back because I, I have all my old drops going all the way back. I don't think I ever had a, a Kelly Oubre one. Let's see. I, you no. didn't have a
2: Kelly Oubre one?
0: I don't think I did. That's crazy. Yeah, it just we weren't really doing the drops back then. We were primarily audio only. I mean, I do have a Ricky Rubio washing his hair one, but yeah, uh, I don't ooh. I don't have a Kelly Oubre one. So, thoughts on Kelly Oubre potentially coming back to the Suns?
1: How you feeling as if we ended up with him after the three current players and Jay Crowder, and I think they're in and Yuta, you know, he, he would be my sixth guy. Like, yeah, honestly, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. Uh, uh, question Answer. Which player has earned more over their career, Jay Crowder or Kelly Oubre Jr.? Probably Kelly Oubre Jr. Kelly, Jay? that's my guess. Kelly. Jay Crowder at 65 Melly, and Kelly Oubre at 62. Interesting. Oh, now what's their but, age gap?
0: Uh, what's their age gap?
1: But Kelly Oubre is 20, 27 and a half. Jay Crowder is almost 33. There you go. Not there you go.
2: That's a, yeah.
1: And yeah, Kelly... uh, you
2: do. Uh, you do have a good point. Yeah, just real quick. That like I wouldn't mind Kelly Oubre as kind of like the last edition that we get, but if we start off with Kelly Oubre, I'm not, you know, too high on it.
0: The challenge with Kelly Oubre, I think, is twofold. You know, one, we're not going to be able to afford him. You know, he's made 12 mil his last two years. He's going to go out and he's going to be he might end up being, though, one of those casualties of the new CBA where that middle tier contract, anyone who makes between about what he makes in the past 12 to about 18 million. That might be a a, a dead contract because not a lot of people are going to want to build their team with a bunch of those contracts because the price value paid isn't necessarily going to be there. Now, that being said, with Charlotte year, I think he averaged about 20.3 points per game. So he's definitely somebody who can score. Uh, and is going to get paid by somebody, if not coming back to Charlotte. I just, I just don't see it happening with Phoenix, and I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not in for the Kelly Oubre experience. Love, loved, loved him. Love the kisses blown. Love the push ups after the fouls. Uh, but we got, we got bigger fish to fry, and I don't need Kelly Oubre. Sorry, Valley Boy. Re-
1: remember when he was in Golden State? Wasn't yes, pretty. It wasn't. That that was awful. I mean, granted, that year was just awful for everybody, but he's also shooting at an almost thirty-two percent clip from three and thirty-four and a half the year before. And I getting another dude that's gonna clank threes like Josh Shakogi on a consistent basis is not the route we should go. Yeah, just just don't need him, I don't think.
0: The last guy on the list, one of my favorite drops. Now thirteen. Look at that flop. All the way back in his Oregon days. yes. Dylan Brooks, ladies and gentlemen. Dylan Brooks, the master flopper from the University of Oregon. He is a free agent. A lot of people kind of like him. A lot of people think like that. Yeah, that's what you need on the Suns. That's your fuck shit up guy. No, thank you. No, thank you.
1: No, thank you. No, fun fun fact, I was at that game. Get out of town, really? Yeah, yeah. My my wife's dad has season tickets for Utah, so that's sports. You know, you go and then you enjoy it for the sport. You don't enjoy the team. But, yeah, anyways, if, if you go after and get Dylan Brooks, you better get Draymond Green and then Patrick Beverly, too. If you're going to oh do it, do it and go bait. go
0: all in. If that's the kind yeah. of all in you want to do, Ishbia, go for it.
1: <laughs> do you, what do you think he gets in the market?
0: Like, he's really what he what he did in the playoffs really hurt his value man
1: he's a sub 35 percent shooter only yeah. his points went down last two years in a row under five rebounds a game under three assists a game i mean he's just there for vibes i feel like
2: yeah what do you Not think good Jay? Ones? I mean, we might get some cool dances out of it, but I mean, <laughs> like, 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 what? Like, like, he doesn't really excel at anything, and uh, it's just tough. He's in a tough position. I, I, I feel a little bad for him, but he, like, he kind of did it to himself. But hey, w- when you get caught up in it with cameras in your face during the Lakers series, I mean, you're gonna say crazy stuff, you know. So he said crazy Here,
1: shit all year long. Here's a question to sure. pose to you though. I've seen two or three different reports on different days on Twitter saying that Houston has a lot of interest in him. So, like does the Houston.
0: Yeah, go to Houston then, dude. But does Have the fun. fact
1: that a coach of a caliber as Yudoka wanting a guy like that would that make you question it a little bit?
0: No, Yudoka's defense. Yeah, they need defense. They need a young, you know, a, a veteran guy. Uh, an intense guy, which he is, but Yudoku also, he's going to cage that animal. And that's what he thinks he can do, essentially. And, you know, do, what does that do to him on the floor? Because, yeah, he's a guy who can go down there who doesn't need the ball because Jalen Green, you know, is going to want to shoot everything and whatnot. I don't know. I don't really care about Dylan Brooks, Steven. No. Under that. I really yeah. don't. Yeah,
2: I don't either. <laughs> like Like Blaze Megatron
0: says, never go full fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so oh, the comment of the night there we go
0: so that's wonderful so so, so there you go those are all of the small forwards. so right now after reviewing that list before we get out of here i just want to get your guys thoughts how are the suns going to navigate the small forward position this year is it going to be devin booker are they going to find somebody else that we just mentioned or, or explored in the trade market what do you think jay uh
2: I think the conversation should, uh, should start with if we're going to flip DA or not. Because True. Be, because wing guys are kind of like the offensive linemen of the NBA. They just don't move around like that. If you have a good one, uh, they just don't move like that. Uh, but uh, this year is kind of an exception because everybody's, you know, shuffling the board a bit uh, to, to kind of fit with this new CBA that's happened to play now and half later. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of good choices here. If you flip DA. I would like two rotational pieces. It doesn't necessarily need to be a starter. Um, I just want to fill that bench as, uh, as much as possible, have some continuity there. But I'm looking at ex-Suns players. I mean, Jay Crowder, new development, <laughs> literally as of like three hours ago, which I, I'm totally cool with. I mean, Yuta, I'm looking at him. I think he would be a great addition with, with this because I always go to that Dallas game uh, when we just acquired KD. Uh, like, uh, And uh, he's probably on the third, fourth game with us. And Josh Shakogi, was just left on a like for by himself. Eight. Yeah, in the corner. Imagine if we even started Landry Sham at that game or just had a three-point competent shooter like that. So imagine Yuda in that position or just any guy of that caliber to hit at maybe at least three of those. We win that game handily. And that would be throughout the rest of the season. So I'm I'm looking at a guy that isn't afraid to shoot it in the corner when he's given the opportunity yep. to. And the guy that can play a little defense because defense is ninety percent effort and ten percent is actually ex- uh, actually executing. And mm-hmm. I think yuta uh, almost averaged a block a game. So I mean, uh, that's you know something more to length. Consider. Yeah, more length. So uh, uh, about three guys, but Tori Craig, yuta Jay are kind of like the top of my list right now. So.
1: Coach, dude, I'm I, I'm right on there with you, followed by uh Ross and Warren. Um, yeah, kind Ross of in, and Warren in, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in in that order for me. Um, I am a little disappointed that a guy like Justin Holiday, who's a free agent, is yeah. not listed as a small forward. I he's, view him more. He's, he's classified as a, as a, as a uh, shooting guard. Yep.
0: So he was the guy I wanted last last pod when we we're talking about yeah. the shooting guards. I was he was my guy.
1: One hundred percent. That's yeah, that's so. kind of him and Terrence Ross. I feel like they're both two guards anyways.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, you're going to do one on power forwards, but I definitely feel like Harrison Barnes is a small forward. I definitely feel like he would be a guy that could come in who's made one hundred and eighty mil or one hundred and sixty mil. Um, 66 in, uh, his career, that could be a guy that could come on cheap as well too. Um, so those are two other guys I would want to throw in there. Otherwise exactly that order. The question about being used as a small forward and how it is, our offense was so predicated on Chris Paul and elbow pick and rolls and high pick and rolls. And I wonder if Kevin young is still going to stick to that same format and formula, or if he's going to be forced, which I'm sure he's going to be forced. I mean, he was in the running for the head coaching position, right. To change it up and do a handful or how many different things we're going to do. So I don't know how they're going to utilize that position. And that's going to be the fun of seeing how all of this evolves is the type of players we bring in might just completely dictate what we do also. Mm So I don't know, but I think those are our five, and I think those are a strong five guys, and if we got any combination of those, I think everybody here in, in uh, Planet Orange would be very happy.
0: No, I think I agree with both you guys. There's nothing more I can really add to any of that. I think we're all keyed in on kind of the same players, but again, we don't know what the canvas uh, is going to ultimately look like once James Jones and Matt Ishbia are done painting this roster this mm-hmm. season. So plenty more to come this off season. We have an exciting month ahead of us, and then we really hit the doldrums of the off season, you know, about mid-July till about, you know, September-ish. It gets really, it's like, tumbleweeds everywhere. But until then, man, this is going to be exciting. So let everybody know where they can follow you guys so they can absorb as much Suns content as possible and just pump it into their veins.
1: At He's on Fire Pod for both of us. He's on Fire Podcast on YouTube. Uh, for me, at Coach Evan b my personal Twitter. Oh, hey, John, go D-backs.
0: Oh, good for the D-backs yeah Thumb,
1: <laughs> thumbs up for
0: the d-backs and the motherfucker i lost money on them today too like there's no way they're gonna be corbin burns and the milwaukee brewers on the road
1: nine one gotta love it gotta love it. hey no matter what you gotta like what corbin carroll does right at He's least on my give fantasy me team incredible there you go incredible. i'll take
0: averages that. six points a game on the fantasy baseball i fucking love them <laughs> jay where, where, where can everybody follow you
2: uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Jay Joyce with three Y's in the J and then J-O-Y-C-E. Uh, I, again, hot and cold takes. I talk a lot of shit. It, it, it's a it's a fun page. Uh, but quick question. Um, so uh, with uh, DeAndre Aiden, his no trade clause only applies to Indi- uh, Indiana for July 14th, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. So uh, uh, we can wheel and deal them before the draft. No yeah, problem. Yeah, I
0: honestly don't think they will. I
1: honestly yeah, don't think okay. they will. It sounds like Washington wanted him and he didn't want to, or they didn't want to here. And it was just Monty that wanted miles Turner, right? Like I, I I would imagine it's not a conversation that James Jones has now, but for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I I was saying. He's not going to Detroit. Deandre Aiden will not go to Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) We know that. That
0: is confirmed. We have officially confirmed (laughs) that one uh, live here on the sun's jam session podcast. And on that note, you can follow me at Darth Voida. You can follow the show at sun's jam. You can follow my partner who's hanging out in, uh, uh, California, right now at Matthew. Listen, you can read all of my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. dot com. On that note, gents, again, I appreciate your time and and your uh, willingness to come on and talk small forwards with me and and a bunch of other things. And everybody else, enjoy your Mediterranean mules and go home and love your family.